Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Robbie Falk, who covers Mississippi State for 24-7 Sports in the Starkville Daily. And Robbie, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I'm doing fine, man. Finally stopped raining here. It's been raining nonstop for two days. and A little sunshine's coming through. That kind of, to me, speaks as college football season coming through. I, this is kind of like the dead period this week before game week. So I, I'm ready for the real thing. Yeah, I think everybody is. We're still we're still getting that some of that rain over here in Arkansas. So yeah, you're right. Once you start getting that cooler weather, it starts getting the real feel of it. And I know here in Arkansas, people are really excited about this upcoming season. So tell us about Mississippi State. I mean, they are a team that obviously you're nearing year three of Mike Leach. Uh, it's gone pretty well. They've had some really good moments. They got Will Rogers coming back, who uh, seems to be one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC. Just kind of what's the hype and expectation right right now in Starkville? I think people are starting to get excited about this team. It took a while. I think a lot of people in this fan base were kind of apathetic for a little bit just because of the way the season ended. Um, You know, there were some winnable games out there for them last year. I thought they could have played better and and won a big game in Arkansas. Um, You know, you get a stop on that last possession against Arkansas, you, you can win that game. You get a couple of field goals, you can win that game. They had a winnable game against LSU. Had a winnable game against Memphis. Um, dropped a couple of touchdown passes against Ole Miss. There was there was at least three wins left on the table for Mississippi State last year, and then they just really laid an egg in the bowl game. So I think people were just kind of apathetic. But as you know, the, the camp has kind of progressed, and you start talking about the players coming back. You start talking about the defense. It's year three for Mike Leach. I think people are starting to realize that this team could be a lot better than people think. Um, it's the most experienced team um, as far as returning starters in the SEC. You're bringing back several skilled guys. You're bringing back Will Rogers. Bringing back your center. Um, you're bringing back a lot of guys on defense. So I, I think there's some potential there for this team to be really good. The schedule is kind of the conundrum right now. How are they going to navigate that schedule? Can they win some of those those ball games like you, like you mentioned with Arkansas and even with Texas A&M and, and teams like that. So the schedule is really the big thing right now, but I think they're, they're starting to become um, more optimism uh, within the fan base uh, than there has been the last few months. Mississippi State is known for offense, but you mentioned defense there. And defensive line is something where uh, Mississippi State always seems to be good. But what and who makes this defense good? Well, I think they've really built some depth along that defensive line. And also, uh, the defensive backs, I think, have just gotten over overall more athletic. Um, and that's a credit to what they've been able to do in the portal, some with, with a couple of those defensive backs. Uh, recruiting, they've, they've recruited pretty well. They've developed really well. And Zach, Zach Arnett is a, is a really good uh, play caller, I think. He's a guy that that's going to put these guys in the best position possible. Um, two years ago, they missed out on a lot of guys uh, with COVID, with opt-out, uh, transfer portal, whatever. And I thought he pieced together that defense really well. And they had their moments last year, too. But the defense this year just looks really solid across the board. They look like they have uh, some really good talent and depth 
at just about every position, defensive line especially. Um, their senior defensive end, Jaden Crumity, has been dealing with some kind of wrist injury that's been kind of vague, but it's starting to sound like he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. But I still think they have some pretty good depth across the board. Um, Cam Young is a guy that not a lot of people were talking about at nose guard. And he's a player that I think has a chance to be another NFL guy from Mississippi State on that line. I think they have other NFL players on that line, too. Jordan Davis is back after tearing his ACL last year. He's going to add a significant pass rush for Mississippi State on the line that they were missing last year. Uh, Nathan Pickering, who was a high four-star guy coming out of high school, he's been running mostly second team most of his career, but that's the guy you're bringing up off the bench that can play either nose tackle or um, defensive end. Um, so I, I like those guys up front. I like DeMonte Russell, a defensive end. I think that that group is going to set the tone for the defense, and that could be uh, another really good defensive line for Mississippi State. I'm looking at Mississippi State's schedule, and anytime you're in the West, it's always a tough one. But talk about having a bad luck of the draw where Mississippi State has a stretch starting the first Saturday in October, Texas A&M, Arkansas at home then on the road to Kentucky, on the road to Bama, they get a bye week, have Auburn at home, and then Georgia at home. So you're talking about the two teams at the East. Mississippi State gets to play as far as being the top two teams that were picked to finish in the SEC East. Uh, We know that it's always going to be tough in the West, but it certainly seems like this year with those Eastern opponents makes the schedule that much harder. Yeah, when you you take out the worst team in the East in Vanderbilt and you replace them with the defending national champs, and that's tough. And that is a very key stretch there. Um, I think between that group of Kentucky, A&M, and Arkansas, I really believe that State needs to come out of that with two wins. And then you add in Auburn, I think they need to win that game too. So for this to be a really successful year, I mean, you're asking a lot there. You're asking for your team to be probably three and one um, because you're not going to beat Alabama. Um, and Right, I don't think they're going to beat Georgia. I think that I I'm one of those people that I think that game can be more competitive than people think it can be, but I'm not picking Mississippi State to win that game. So you're asking to to win those that stretch of um, you know Auburn, Georgia. I mean Auburn, Arkansas, and A and M, and possibly Kentucky. Um, that's going to be tough. You know, State has not played well at Kentucky. They've lost back to back games against uh, Arkansas. Um, I think they can have a little bit of a slight edge in that game with it being at home, but you know I still think that's kind of a toss-up game for them. Um, and they've had a lot of success against Texas A&M, but that's going to be a really talented team coming into Star Bowl. So this schedule is very, very tough. This team can be significantly better than it was last year and finish with the same record um, with seven wins. I mean, I, that's that's how I see it for this team, but. What they do have going for them is they have Auburn, Arkansas, and Texas A&M all at home. And I think, you know, that's better than having those teams on the road. Next year, that schedule can be even tougher. Mississippi State receivers seem to be underrated. You never really hear anything about them. What what can you tell us about the Mississippi State receivers? Because we know that they have the quarterback and Will Rogers, but he has to throw the ball to somebody. And we don't ever, we hear about Will Rogers. We never hear about receivers. Yeah, I think it's you know it's really just a byproduct of being in this offense. There's some kind of stigma around the air raid 
um, a lot of these guys are not going to get a ton of respect. You know, Will Rogers, coaches, uh, coaches team came out today, and I feel the same way about you know KJ Jefferson. Both of those guys are just really not getting a ton of hype within the SEC, and I don't think that's fair to those two because they've been so good. Um, and I think you know just for Will Rogers being in this offense, a lot of people talk about how. You know, it's just the air raid. It's a system. He's going to put those numbers. But, I mean, 70-plus percent completion percentage to me is impressive no matter who's doing it. And being one of, like, three guys throw for 4,800 yards or whatever it was last year in the SEC history is, is a big deal. Um, and it's kind of the same thing for the wide receivers. When you think about air raid wide receivers, you, you just kind of think it's a system thing. But I think this is a really talented group. And probably the most talented and deepest wide receiver group as a whole that Mississippi State's ever had and might be the best that, that Mike Leach has had. They lost Makai Polk, who was a huge loss from a production standpoint, but I think they're going to make up his production uh, by you know issuing the ball throughout that lineup. And they got eight to ten guys that I feel like they can throw out on the field that can help them win ball games. We're speaking with Robbie Falk of the Starkville Daily here in the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline talking about Mississippi State Fall Camp. Now, Robbie, I, I know that you know this year you, you laid it all out as far as the things that Mississippi State could do or potentially could be good. Is this kind of like a, a one-year thing where it's like they're going to go all in and then next year maybe type of a rebuilding year for Mike Leach? Or has it been, as far as recruiting and all that, been pretty standard as far as this could be a big year, and then next year could be a big year that they could build upon. Like, what's kind of the landscape and the forecast look like for Mississippi State? Yeah, I think they're stabilizing a little bit. Um, there, there's still some guys too that can return from this team thanks to COVID that could really help them next year. And you know, you're probably going to have Will Rogers and a lot of that offense back. Um, I, I could easily see them just kind of getting a steady incline here. I, I feel like. They're recruiting um, really well to the system that they have. You're not seeing the uh, the numbers as far as the rankings really go up. They've kind of been about average to what Mississippi State is. But the key to me is the fact that you know Mike Leach is recruiting 30 spots higher than he was at, at Texas Tech. You know, and he's, he's recruiting significantly higher than where he was at Washington State. So you're, you're talking about a talent increase from Mike Leach's perspective. And, of course, he's going up against better talent, too. So maybe that offsets some. But he's not going to have more talent in his career than he's had at Mississippi State. Um, at Texas Tech and Washington State, he hasn't had this kind of talent. So um, that could be a really good thing for Mississippi State. I like what they're doing from the quarterback position moving forward, starting to recruit more uh, agile, more athletic quarterback um, than he has prior to Mississippi State and even the last couple of recruiting classes. We just got Chris Parson from Nashville, who's a dual-threat quarterback, was in the Elite 11, a guy that can really extend plays with his legs, and that could bring a different dynamic to this offense. So um, I like what they're doing. I, I don't think this is a, a, a one-time thing. I, I think they're going to have a, a solid program moving forward, and Mike Leach has been a guy that's you know, eight to nine wins is, is something that is easily attainable with him. He's been a stable coach. I think he's going to bring some of that same stability to Mississippi State. Robbie, we have uh, probably about a minute left, but you 
pay attention to the Cowboys, of course, because of the connections with Dak. But are you a Steelers fan? How did that come about? Oh, yeah, big Steelers fan. Uh, my dad was a Steelers fan back in the 70s, and uh, he's there's not a bigger Steelers fan on the planet than my dad. I took him to uh, Heinz Field last year. We got a chance to go to a game, saw the Broncos and Steelers, and that was just a bucket list opportunity for us. And we're huge Steelers fans. Strangely enough, you know, I, I like to keep up with the Cowboys too, and I pull for Dak. So, you know, I don't hate the Cowboys like like a, a lot of Steelers fans do. But, yeah, definitely 100% Steelers guy over here. So who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers? Who do you want? I, I want Kenny Pickett because that shows that the draft pick is paying off. Um, and he's had a couple of good games. But, you know, if Trubisky's really good, I'll take him too and kind of bring Pickett along. It's going to be interesting to watch. I'm not super excited about the situation, but we'll see what happens. Well, Robbie, man, we appreciate you joining us. It's good to catch up with you about some Mississippi State fall camp. I know it's an exciting season over there in Starkville. Good luck the rest of the way, man, and I know we'll be catching up with you later this football season. Yeah, guys, I really appreciate you all.